If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to the Palindromatic, episode 434 of Podcast Unlock the World's number one Xbox show. Coming at you this week, we've got some interesting news on the NFL video game front uh, as it pertains to NFL 2K, but hold your excitement for just a minute. Plus, uh, we talked to some developers about exactly what Xbox Series X's power will mean for games. We'll, we'll talk a lot about that. And uh, Call of Duty getting its official... Free-to-play, standalone, modern warfare-themed battle royale. So all that and more coming up on Podcast Unlocked. All right, Brandon, time to wake up. Hey, how you doing? Hang on, hang on. Stay, stay with us, man. I was trying to get the yawn in before we came <laughs> back from the sting. I know your your Ori in the Will of the Wisp review um, posted at 3 a.m. Yeah, so what a up crazy time. Finalizing for, it. And what a crazy time for that. Hashtag goodness. good content, you know? Yes. Uh, Ryan McCaffrey, Destin Laguerre. Brandon needs a little bam in his morning. I am back on the show. Hello, everybody. Hello. Is that like brown? Good to see you, audience. Brand muffin, a bam muffin. <laughs> Gross. Can you, bake, can you bake some bam muffins? Hell yeah, I can. I feel like you just get smacked in the face with them, though. You don't actually eat them. Yeah, you are not tasty. You throw them like people. Bam! <laughs> Brandon oh, Tyrell. Hey, how you doing? Hi, Sanchez. Good morning. Hi. Uh, super producer John Borba in the corner. Off camera, pumping his fists. Looking sharp. Uh, all right. We got a lot to talk about this week. And I want to start, to the surprise of literally no one, Ori and the Will of the Wisps is a 9 out of 10 amazing video game it's Brandon a very Tyrell. good it's a very good video and, game and i say that in such a celebratory way like we were all expecting this game yeah, to yeah. be great we had played it at gosh i think you and i first played it two e3s ago 2017 yeah, yeah a while back wow uh yeah it's it's looked good every every chance we've seen it and of course the first one is one of the best xbox games period so uh how good is this video game and uh my big question is is there anything as difficult as the water tower from the first game? Does the difficulty peak as high as it did in Ori One? Yeah, there are some. <clears throat> there are some of those like really good chase sequences. Like the water tower is an example of a chase yeah. where, um, you know, think of like old school Mario Brothers where the the side of the screen. It's actually it's a it's a sort of a 
an element of platformers we don't see very much very often anymore um but there are a lot of like hey if you slip up you're just dead moments in ori which is which is really cool because some of that so much of that game is about creative movement and freedom of movement and then you get in positions where or situations where you really do have to play it perfectly otherwise you're going to die um Having said that, uh, I didn't find it particularly too hard in in any maybe maybe one or two areas. There was like, oh crap, I gotta try this again. They, they checkpoint the hell out of you in this. Yeah, there, compared to the first one, there is a new save system. Yeah, so you don't have to like actively go in and save your game anymore. Yeah. You can. There are altars around where you can save your game and like replenish your your health and your energy. But there's a pretty uh, there's a pretty forgiving uh, checkpoint system now, which. Uh, I found helpful. <laughs> I think by the end of the game, I died like 130 times. Wow. Um, which, you know, for a game where, for a game that does incorporate a lot of like, if you touch the lava, you just die. Right. right. There's, a, there's a lot of those moments where like, ah, oh, crap, I missed a jump. All right. And then it just resets you at the checkpoint. And you get to start again. So, um, it's so good, man. It's so good. Like everything about Ori and the will of the wisps is, um, it's, it's the foundation that they set in blind forest with just more of that, you know, yeah. um, expanded combat systems, expanded movement systems, um, more enemies. And this time, uh, there's, there's a whole theme in Ori of like broad broadening it, right. Adding more breadth to the game, uh, and making it feel like a living world. Cause I don't know about you, but in blind forest, it's a really good, fun platformer, but a lot of it does feel kind of lonely and isolated. Like you're moving through this forest on your own. Um, in this one, there's now a ton of NPCs to talk to you and whether they're giving you like bits of lore fluff or they're asking you to like do small errands for them. Side quests. Yeah. Little side quests. Uh, none of them are particularly involved. It's a lot of like, Hey, go check this thing out. And then you check it out and they're like, okay, now go back and talk to them again. So lore fluff is my favorite kind of lore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that descriptor. Big, big destiny fan over yeah. there. <laughs> I'm a, I'm only about an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. Then, yeah. But I love that the beginning of it has a lot more story uh, up up front than than Blind Forest did, which I like. Some Ori stories, yeah. There's some great Ori story going yeah. on. Uh, yeah, the, the <laughs> Ori and the Will of the Wisps <laughs> starts with a 10 minute cutscene, so mm. you know it's great. <laughs> uh, it, it is similar to the first game where that opening cutscene is like highs and lows, you know. Where you're like, oh, it's so cute and perfect, and I don't know why, why not, <laughs> yeah. no. Uh, and then you know you move into the game, and you know all credit to Moon Studios, they are very good storytellers because they are able to bounce you between feelings of like just so bitter heartbreak, like bitter, bittersweet is I think a word I use to describe the game, the story of the game. Um, they bounce you back between like super high peaks of hope and happiness and joy, and then really low like troughs of oh crap this sucks and it's not always about who you think it is i'm tr- i'm trying not to give too much away but um, your review actually does a good job of showing a lot of beautiful environments and different the different moves yeah. and combat variety that you're talking about without spoiling straight up spoiling stuff so your reviews thank you highly recommend watching it yeah uh th- that was a big thing for me is like the story is so important to ori the ori story um that i really you you can't I don't want to give too much away because so much of it is like a gut punch that comes later on mm. um, and, and, and repeatedly actually throughout different moments where they'll stop and be like, okay, we're doing the thing. We have hope. Things are going to get better. And then you'd see a flashback and you're just like, oh God, the world <laughs> sucks. Why are we here? What is the meaning? So um, there's a lot of those highs and lows in the game, but front to back, top to bottom, it's just an excellent experience. And 
eventually you just turn your brain off and move through the game seamlessly without thinking about what you're doing. So honestly, can't recommend it enough. Love that game. Um, a, a quick breakdown on the platforms wise reviewed it on the PC. Uh, it is also on the Xbox clearly. Uh, the Xbox had, uh, some stability issues that we ran into during the review process, technical and otherwise there were some assets that didn't load in some background stuff that was wonky, a couple of crashes, even, uh, some performance stuff. Guess your question on that. Uh, yeah, one second. So, so during the review process, it became apparent that like these two platforms are not the same. And my, we, we, for now, for, for now. Yeah. We spoke to Microsoft about it. They're, they're aware of all the technical issues on the Xbox side. Um, and they said many of those will be addressed in a day one patch. So rather today, didn't it? Uh, yeah, there's, there's supposedly another one coming at some point okay. for some more so stability stuff about that. Yeah, we, we did. Mm-hmm. Um, so rather than, you know, ding the score because of all these technical issues on one platform, we instead decided just to review it on the PC, which is the platform that already has many of the fixes coming to the Xbox. Um, so that way, you know, we can, I'd rather ding the score later than ding it now and have to re-review it and raise the score up because, you know, I am assuming Moon Studios is going to patch the hell out of the Xbox version. It's going to be fine. It's going to be in parity with the PC version. Um, So I want to give them the benefit of the doubt for now rather than rather than, you know, potentially having a lower score out there living in the wild because we rarely review games unless they're fundamentally different. When you tested it on Xbox, was it just like on the internal drive? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I downloaded it to to my internal drive. Yeah, whenever I run into problems, it's it'll be like on the external. So it sounds no. like it's just it's rampant across any installation process that you choose to go with. Yeah, they're they're aware that it had issues. I mean, they we were speaking before we even got the review code. They were like, yeah, it's you know the Xbox version is not. Uh, it was a little behind. The PC yeah, it, it's not a, it's not on par with the PC version. Yeah, yeah. So, so it should be good by the time everybody gets it tomorrow. Oh yeah, I I am yeah I imagine that when it's fully released out into the wild, whatever platform you download it on, it'll be the same version across both. Yeah, it's, um, uh, I again this this isn't. A nine isn't a surprise to anyone, but mm-hmm. it's just so nice to sit here and and celebrate a great Xbox exclusive. Yeah. It's, and again, day one Game Pass. Oh yeah, straight into Game easy, Pass. Easy. It's crazy to me, man. It's wild. Yeah, you yep. just have that subscription and boom, go play a nine out of ten video game right now. <laughs> day one, go do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I obviously nine out of ten can't recommend it enough. Um, it's a really beautiful game, really fun game. Took me about twelve hours to get through it um and i did do a lot of stopping and exploring and poking around so i think there's an achievement in the game to beat it in like four hours so it's it's possible um but i'd say if you're just mainlining the main story for the first time it's probably an eight hour ten hour experience that's around what the first one was by my memory i don't quite yeah similar do you cry bt uh yeah i cried I i teared up at the opening of the first one not Did you? Lie. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's right. one. There's one particular part, uh, a flashback that talks about an antagonist, um, and I was straight up just getting teary eyed oh. watching uh-huh. it, and I like had to be like, "It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we all be friends?" Um, it's a it's an emotional experience for sure. Cool. Well, here's an interesting, uh, I guess, final note on this topic. Where you and I were talking about this mm-hmm. in the office this morning, Brandon, and that's. For, for all the studios that Microsoft has founded and mostly acquired over the last couple of years, yeah. Moon Studios is not one of them. I know. Yeah. Moon is an independent studio. It's a second-party arrangement. Uh, 
I by choice they yeah, want yeah. they want to be uh, from what I understand they want to be independent. I am curious what the future of that relationship will be. I mean, this is clearly this now two phenomenal games. Mm-hmm. The, the first these guys are batting two for two. They're batting a thousand. Mm-hmm. What does the future look like? I wonder if the partnership will continue or if one or the other will decide. Yeah, we'd like to try something else or go in a different direction or. Could there could there be an acquisition here at some point? I mean, I, I, I you know I don't have answers. These are I'm just things. Yeah. Just I mean, losing, but certainly possible. Anything's possible. But yeah. um, based on what I know, and I might be off base here, but based on what I know from from Moon is that they want to maintain their independence and they're a decentralized studio. They don't have a main headquarters and they're scattered all. No, all right. The place. I always forget about that. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, just as, yeah. in a non-spoiler way. Did, do you feel like there is a potential for it? Well, not just that, <laughs> but do you kind of feel done? Like it's a great game, obviously, but uh-huh. do you feel like, well, yeah, they, okay, two games, they've said a lot. Like, do you do you want more Ori after Ori two, or do you kind of feel like those were two great games? I'm good with it. It's a good question, um, and that's not to speak ill of no, not of at all either game. But you know, you kind of you know what I'm saying. Yeah, right? so, like, sometimes like. <laughs> You know, you're kind of ready to move on. Look at HBO. They're doing one and done seasons of yeah, a lot of shows yeah. that, that I'm like, hey, that's perfect. Great. We don't need any more of that. And sometimes the story doesn't need to go on forever. Yeah. And just good to wrap it up and have that satisfaction that you got to go through that yeah. and feel satisfied with what you had. So then it's a good place to They kind of like and uh, all the they ended they ended on like third season. But yeah, <laughs> again, like they probably could have gone on for another four or five. People were yeah. still watching. But at, at what point do you say we've accomplished what we set out to accomplish? Yeah. Well, that's what they did creatively. Right. It was really cool to see actually them come out and say, yeah, we could have kept going, but we decided yeah. just not to force it. And yeah. Ended at a natural stopping point. And I admire that. And I think yeah. Moon probably could do that in this this sort of instance. Uh I'm not trying to give anything away, but I could I could see I could see uh, the trappings of a third game set up in in Ori two. It's nothing's explicitly spelled out, but I could I could see them moving into another and game. You, do you want more of it? Uh, I mean, I'll always play Ori. So yeah, <laughs> I know hard to argue against yeah. nine out of ten video games. Here's the thing: is like in a vacuum, yeah, give me another Ori, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a super talented team, um, and it would be. Interesting to see what they did if it wasn't another Ori, but there's so much talent on that team that uh, yeah. I would have a hard time arguing against anything that they would decide to, you know, sort of put their talent toward. Well, if uh, Phil Spencer doesn't, if, if there's no acquisition, if one or the other doesn't pursue that, hopefully mm-hmm. Phil will at least keep the relationship going and say, hey, let's let's keep working together on an exclusive basis because, as you said, an insane amount of talent as evidenced yeah. by these first two video games out of that studio. This week's Podcast Unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts, NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events, TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is showing that event. No more blackouts. It's also good for plenty of other stuff like protecting your private data, your bank details, your passwords, your online identity. You can protect your data while you're traveling and using public Wi-Fi. NordVPN protects you wherever you are in the world. NordVPN threat protection also protects you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. NordVPN is also the fastest VPN in the world. No buffering or lagging while you're streaming. 
and it will stop your ISP bandwidth throttling. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee a month, so that is a super affordable, great way to go. To get the best discount off of your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash unlocked without the E. That's nordvpn.com slash U-N-L-O-C-K-D, and that'll give you four extra months on the two-year plan. And best of all, there's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash unlocked without the E. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's uh, pause for a second and talk some news. NFL 2K is is back. Kinda. Okay. I know... know, uh, Brandon, you're you're the only two kind of football fans at the table. I think. Uh, I'm a 2K fan. First of all, <laughs> yeah, what's, what's, how dare you? What's the one we have in the studio or in the in the lunchroom? The crazy football game. Blitz. Oh, I'm a fan of Blitz. Well, you're an <laughs> interesting <laughs> point. Yeah. Funny that you bring that up. Mm-hmm. So this was yeah, this was a really interesting uh, email that I got, and and we got briefed on the news. I was on a, a conference call with 2K and the NFL, so. 2K and the NFL have have uh, formed an agreement, and there will be new NFL 2K games, plural, but they will be, hold on, let me make sure I get the terminology right, non-simulation football game experiences. <laughs> so in case... I, I'm ready. In case <laughs> that does not get you fired up, you're like, what? What does that mean? Uh, that, is some, that is some corporate speak for... Not a Madden competitor. What's what's the exact quote again? Non non simulation football game experiences. Okay. The games will be non simulation football game experiences. While specific game titles, developers, and release dates will be announced at a later date, 2K confirmed the projects are in early development and will launch starting in calendar year 2021. So there you go. Uh, I, the the reaction to this, it was it was a very strange <laughs> reaction cycle online. Like, Thankfully, IGN was. We were explicitly clear in our headline in our in our social media post of saying, "Hey, these this is not going to be what you think it is and what yeah. you wish it was." But uh, a lot of people were just like, "Yeah, two K's back, suck it, Madden. Woo, we've got another choice." You sort of. Uh, they didn't say what the games are, but Destin, I think it's it's because it's not a Madden competitor. Yeah. An NFL blitz type, you know, arcade 
fast fast it, action experience makes a ton of sense. Yeah, and if you've never played Blitz, it's in a lot of bars and like it's an, just, it's an arcade <laughs> football game. It's, it's an know. arcade football game. You pick your play. It's the kind of game where you can run backwards and throw a touchdown from one end of the field to the <laughs> yep. other. Yeah, uh, it's really stupid. You can like hit people after the play, and then you can have this big dog pile moment. Yeah. And it's it's really dumb arcade fun in in football. Yeah. So if you're into that sort of thing, it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, Blitz was super popular. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I played the hell out of it as a kid, you know? And um, they, they actually, they released one, was it like 10 years ago? They did yeah. one, they did one without huh? the NFL license where they, they had, they tried to have like story mode. And yeah. <laughs> I want to say Lawrence Taylor might have been the the face of it. Wouldn't surprise I'd have me. to go back and look, but. Miranda, do you play Blitz? No. <laughs> no. I think the only sports games I really got into were like the backyard soccer and backyard. Sure. Yeah. Those were good. Basketball or something. I forget what it's Yeah. Called. They had them all. Kind of in the same vein. Yeah. yeah. I feel like if I were to play a football game, which I'm not going to, it would probably be something like Blitz. <laughs> Just because I like that arcade fun. Like the same thing with racing games. Like, Sure, I like it being a little bit serious sometimes, but I want to just have fun with it. And like the arcade style of that is always a little bit more interesting for me. You would never play a football game? What if they made Yuri on Gridiron? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <maybe> I, <laughs> uh, I, I like football, but I don't have a lot of interest in playing any games like that. Yeah. Like I'll watch like on and off. Um, I grew up in the Midwest, so football was ingrained. It's big shove yeah. down your throat. Everything. I mean, I was in like a marching band and stuff, so I went to like, oh, okay. all the football games. It was like really fun for me. I did it in college. Mm-hmm. But uh, playing is a little bit different than like spectating and like being part of that. Yeah. I guess like energy that's around it. Mm-hmm. So. The weird thing about this was, I can't imagine. It must have been a whirlwind of emotions at 2K today as the news <laughs> broke because. Oh yeah. I, I I got into work and of course I knew the story was going up, and I see that Madden is the trending term on Twitter. So I'm like, well, number one, 2K's got to be like, they're trending. What about us? And then, but then when you click into the trend and you start reading through all the tweets, it's everybody. That's misinterpreted it mm-hmm. and is going, yeah, 2K's back. Suck it, Madden. Mm-hmm. And what's gonna, ha- what's gonna happen? I guarantee you. Just mark it down. When these games start to actually get announced, however, in however many months that is, the every <laughs> those same people are gonna be like, they're gonna be angry and they're gonna be like. You said 2K was coming back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah. They, they they were pretty clear about the. <clears throat> non-simulation football game experiences. So experiences. Yeah, game experience. Yeah, yeah. it could be a mobile game. Experiences. Uh, well, so a weird way to phrase that. Yeah, I mean, when I think of game experience, I think like those weird activations around video games. Right. You know, we're all gonna get in the parking lot and put on jerseys, and we're gonna toss a pigskin for like twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like that's what I'm picturing, like branded by 2K. But I think really what it is is gonna be a Blitz style arcade game. Potentially a mobile tie-in. Yeah, from right. the the quotes that I got that are in our IGN story, I didn't put them in the podcast notes, but 2K did the the, the words. If you look if you look at the quotes they gave me, you can just like see the keywords of like casual and various things where it's just, <laughs> incentivized. Yeah, it's just <laughs> NFL <laughs> bejeweled. It sounds like a mobile game yeah. will be one of the products, absolutely, and and that makes a ton of business sense for them. I mean, the reality is. Everyone might still win in this if it all goes well, because Mm -hmm. if they bring back Blitz itself or a Blitz-like experience and it's really good, great. That's something we haven't had. 
EA certainly still wins because they're uncontested uh, with Madden. But 2K could still make a ton of money with with a blitz and with a mobile product. Uh, and obviously the NFL wins because they'll have there'll be more NFL video games out there. So it would obviously be better if if there could be a a proper Madden competitor. But at least for now, that's not the case. I see plenty of people out there optimistically choosing to see, well, this opens the door. And, yeah. and I hope you're right. I hope those people are right that that whenever the EA exclusivity deal is up for renegotiation again, that maybe 2K will will have a foot in the door now and can or the league will just decide, hey, we like what what's going on with 2K and these other products. Let's let them let's let's open open this up and have multiple sim games and have some competition like we used to have yeah. that would be great so we'll see but i mean they even used to have like nfl head coach right which is yes uh, good, wow good memory i hadn't thought about that game in years it's been a while in fact uh, that- i actually I actually oh well, i worked at ea and worked on that game and the, the big <laughs> innovation was you put the headset on and you just like scream plays into the microphone <laughs> right. that was a uh, original xbox ps2 was yeah. it not yeah yes but it was, it was called uh, Xbox Live Trainer. I think yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> not as much swearing. That but. was in who made that? EA? Uh yeah, yeah. Yeah, EA. Okay. Um but the the point there's there's a there's a sort of soccer analog to that now as well still, right? Like well, fo- football, football manager. manager yeah. But that's more of like being the general manager rather than the coach, I think. Okay, yeah. Don't so Don't forget to drink your water. So I'm <laughs> Oh Stay hydrated, kids. Yeah. Go your- run some laps. <laughs> <laughs> Call your mother once in a while. <laughs> uh, so I'm wondering, like, if there's there's room. I mean, they specifically call out non-simulation, but I wonder if there's room around the sport of football uh, that could be video gameized that isn't just like an arcadey, um, you know, five guys on the field and everybody hits really hard and their suplexes and and all that <laughs> it's, stuff. it's actually an action adventure rpg yeah. called uh, nfl yeah. 2k ballers based on the hbo show the hit starring hbo the show sorry yeah. the rock dwayne the rock johnson yeah honestly Where you try to buy a team and become a super agent yeah a mobile experience that i want so i'm, I'm thinking more in my realm now bringing right. football here um you know how cats always get on the field <laughs> Like so, there's been like I'm multiple. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm going on this journey on the field, with you right now. Yeah. What if they have An a mobile runner. game experience about the cats and you have to make it through the field? Yeah. No, like, that's like a, that's get, get a, get a that, touchdown with a cat. That's a ah. great then, idea. Yeah, you're choosing how to tilt the game. That is a great idea. You it's could customize your cat. I'd play that. You okay. can you can pick you different avatars. Species. Like yep. you start out as a cat, and then you graduate to like the naked guy who runs on the field. <laughs> the drunk streaker. No, you have it, to unlock that one's a secret. Exactly. Yeah, you have to un- unlock it. Um, kind of getting in like the vein of weird non-simulation. Sure. Football experiences. Why not? Right. It's an endless game runner. Game experiences. <laughs> and the higher level you get, the harder the teams are. Yeah, what about Fan Simulator where you pay $400 plus uh-huh. a seat license? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, the, for the game and then you just sit DL- there. DLC. And and watch. No, you don't just sit there. You then go buy an $8 beer. Right. Or a $12 hot dog. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And then you... Non-simulate. And Wait, then, actually, that sounds a little too simulation. Yeah. Then you miss the entire second quarter because you have to pee. Uh, yeah, you're waiting in line at the bathroom. There's a puzzle element there, yeah. Stri- like the stre- <laughs> well, strategy. Uh, that could work, too. Fine. Of like, can... getting to the bathroom, like managing your time to make sure you get the snacks yeah, at during the right the, time. During the TV timeouts? Yes. Yeah. We've, it's like, how can we get there before you... <laughs> everybody else and maximize my time in my seat? We're describing Cooking Mama. We're describing Cooking Mama <laughs> yeah, right now. It could be there. <laughs> well, anything's on the table 
except a Madden competitor. But 2K is back. (laughs) 2K is kind of, sort of, maybe back. But we'll see where it goes. All right, next this week, developers talk to IGN. Our tech editor, Bo Moore, put together a wonderful feature that I would encourage you to read on IGN. Where he uh, he got in touch with a number of game developers about with with the thesis of okay, hey professional developer, what will the twelve teraflops of Series X power? What will the features of this thing actually mean for games? And he got some really interesting quotes. I'm just going to read you a couple here. So uh, Elijah Freeman, the VP of Games at Virtuous, which is a studio that specializes in ports and remasters said this, essentially more teraflops means more GPU to put to work across the game. This means a game can do more impressive things at the same time with fewer compromises. You'll see higher frame rates, for example. With the current generation of consoles uh, offers you 30 or 60 frames, the next gen will be offering you 4K visuals at 60 combined with 1080 at 120 frames per second. Games are going to look slick and buttery smooth at high resolutions. Also, the increased power and speed of consoles like the Series X will mean worlds many times bigger than we've seen before and with more stuff in them, too. You'll be able to move around them much quicker, whether that's driving in a high-speed sports car or flying around on a dragon, perhaps with no loading screens at all. Miranda, do you play at 144 on PC? Brandon? Yep. Sorry. You play at 144 hertz on PC? It is... Fantastic. And the fact that the console experience is going to push the limits up to 120... I would almost take that over the 4K. I was just going to ask that. I would. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough trade-off. Um, maybe 4K 60 I could do on like your big screen TV because you'll really notice it there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're playing on a smaller monitor, I'd just go 1080 with the frames uh, personally. That's an interesting. It yeah. depends on the game too. I think, I think it really yeah. depends on the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Hellblade would be best 4K 60 for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, a shooter. For sure. Yeah. Probably like the frames. Action game. Or absolutely. Always give me yeah. the frames. No, yeah. good point. Like, yeah, you, the... Halo Infinite campaign, dial me up Ooh. to 4K 60, yeah. mm-hmm. but maybe for multiplayer, mm-hmm. dial me over to uh, 1080 120. And you get to choose. Yeah. That's what's really cool. Yes. Hopefully. I mean, I hopefully mm-hmm. we'll, all developers will put those kind of PC level mm-hmm. choices into, into all the console games. Yeah. I, I think carrying over the sort of mid uh, cycle console upgrades that we've seen, you know, do you want performance? Do you want mm-hmm. visuals? Do you want. I think I think third party games have been doing this sort of clumsily yeah. for now, but yeah. it's sort of being standardized. Yeah, some are definitely better at it than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. I think just more options is great depending on what you want. Because yeah. there are some people who like don't care between thirty and sixty frames. Was it? Mm-hmm. I think it was Call of Duty that I like had options for aim assist and other things, like really getting into the weeds of like yeah. how you play on yeah. console, and like that's just awesome mm-hmm. to see. Yeah, Destiny did that on PC. I don't know what they they statted it differently for controller versus keyboard and mouse, mm-hmm. but you could go in and fine tune a lot of the settings mm-hmm. too. Yeah, and it's usually like a PC exclusive sort of thing, but now mm-hmm. seeing it a little bit more across, hopefully, console stuff would be great. Yeah. So let's hear from uh, let's hear some more here. Bryant Cannon, the lead developer at Night School Studio, the developer of Oxenfree and the recently released After Party, which is still on my to play list. Yeah, same. Ray tracing, he says, is probably the biggest gap between what game graphics can do and what high-end visual effects and Pixar and movie graphics can do. Uh, With ray tracing, which of course the Series X has, they're actually stimulating the lights bouncing from light to different surfaces. Uh, And former Naughty Dog boss Bruce Straley added on to this. If I can, uh, if now I can write a shader that has subsurface scattering on it and hook it into the ray tracing system, 
then more people are going to be able to do that. So mm. sort of democratizing yeah. these incredible graphics techniques that to date we've only seen really in Pixar films. Here's an anonymous developer, somebody that wanted to uh, not have their name published. I think what's going to be easier for smaller teams in particular, you know, we're talking about Ori today, mm-hmm. is to experiment with things that we never thought we could experiment with just uh, because we just didn't have an engine for it. We didn't have the ability to do it. And now just the brute force of this hardware is going to give us that. Yeah. So uh, I have to say, total seriousness, I, the more I hear about the Series X and hear what these developers are saying, mm-hmm. I'm getting more excited about, about this console jump. You know, it's, I don't think we're just going to go to higher, higher resolution. Like there is, there's a lot more again that's going to go on with this console shift, and boy, is it looking sweet. It feels to me like the, de- the developers are actually saying we need to figure out what the new ceiling is yeah. to what we can do, as opposed to we need to like sacrifice here, sacrifice there, and uh, you know the the quote that was fewer sacrifices, you know, for what they're making, just absolutely has me excited also because they're they don't even know what they're going to be able to do now. And they're excited by that, which has me excited, which means this whole generation is going to be about figuring out where that ceiling is. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the idea of like that, the line that they, uh, they wrote, was, that was the anonymous dev, um, the brute force element of it is really not the game. <laughs> the <laughs> it's brute, not coming back. Yeah, the brute. <laughs> I mean, maybe it is, but. Oh, my God, the initiative. Is that what you're working on? No. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. Force. Uh, the brute force element of it is is really cool for me, at, at least in the um, in the immediate future, right? Because the first couple of years, it's going to be people figuring out how to use that machine. Um, and if you've just got the raw power, optimization is not such a big deal. Mm-hmm. So that's a great point. Games are going to look better and play better immediately, right off the bat. Um, and then once people start figuring out how to optimize for all that power, they're yeah. gonna the ceiling's going to raise even higher by Absolutely. the end of the generation. Yeah, great point. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fun. I mean, I, I'm really curious to see what. I mean, I think Halo and Forza are going to be the two sort of immediate standard bearers for. All right, what does the first wave of this look like? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. every, everything is is cross gen. It's going to work on the Xbox One and the One X for the first two years, as we've heard. But I think Infinite and Forza Eight the as-yet-unannounced Forza 8 that I'm just assuming exists are going to be the two that, that of course, they'll run on the current hardware, but I think they're, they're going to be the two that we can count on and expect yeah. to push the Series X They're going to showcase. Yeah, they're yeah. really going to be the ones that you want to show off to your friends. And that's what a racing game is for, man. It's like you release a new console... One of your launch game. games is a pretty, like, with just a pretty car game full of sexy automobiles with light bouncing off them in different conditions. Like, ooh, look at the rain, you know? Uh, I think we're going to see, like, immediately right off the bat what this console is is going to be capable of just because car games are designed to look amazing. We had Forza Motorsport 5 as the day one launch title, yeah. a day one launch title for the Xbox One, and it was a it was an excellent game that, as you duly noted, it, it absolutely showed off yeah. what the new generation would look like. It was very pretty. The nice thing about this, too, is like this is just the start, like just showing out the beginning of what they can do. And mm-hmm. like we only know that they're going to go further with it in the future because that's just how the console generations always play out. Like they just keep expanding on like what they can do and like the different hardware and the different tech they're working with and make more and more use of it. So 
I think a good example, go, I'll give you one from each of the last, the current generation and the last one. Uh, it's granted, it's not, it's nobody's played it uh, publicly yet, but uh, Doom 2016 to Doom Eternal, just on Xbox, sure. you can see like, wow, same series. They've, they've really pushed the hardware some more. Last generation, uh, you could really see that with, um, oh, I just blanked on, on the example that I had in my head. Mm-hmm. Oh, Halo, that's right. Halo 3 to Halo 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Halo 4 came you know, at the very end of the 360 generation. And it, I remember it, that game was stunning for yeah. that hardware. Yeah, I remember. It was just like, wow, how did they do this? This yeah. is incredible looking. Yeah, I remember the same experience. Uh, Gears of War 1 on the 360, correct? Up, up through, yeah, and then up to three. Yeah. Three so, looked a heck of a lot better. But I remember, I remember booting up oh, yeah. Gears of War for the first time, and there was a, a moment a couple hours into the campaign where you, you come into this big open courtyard, and there's a big ruined area, and there's this sort of like god ray streaking down, and I'm like, man, this is the future. <laughs> we are looking at technology at its finest. Mm-hmm. Fast forward five years, and like the, the console is completely blowing away those graphics, right? right. So the, uh, the, the generational leaps are always really fun to watch. But like to Miranda's point, imagine what's going to happen five years down the road. Like, yeah, this is just the beginning. Where the Series XL is just pummeling graphics, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's going to be good. Good time. Uh, hopefully Microsoft, you know, they, they've been chatty lately, so hopefully they'll keep, they'll keep that up. Yeah. Uh, well, aren't they te- hear more. teasing a show or something? <laughs> no, no, they're I just mean, talking. <laughs> I mean, they have their GDC stuff planned, too, and they're yeah. going to start uh, talking about it. I think, believe, next week they're just going to live stream everything. There's a live yeah. stream. XCloud. That's what I was it's talking like about. Game dev stuff. And like that communication is just so important because, obviously, we want to hear about it, but the way they're delivering this information piecemeal but it's still like hearty enough to like chew on and like kind of really think about as we get closer to i don't know whenever they do a steady diet to keep your food analogy yeah. going i love this yeah, yeah all of this right now it. xcloud is on iphone now have you guys tried it out on iphone yet anybody i've not had a chance i, I, I only tried the initial android thing that miranda let me try yeah, out I've that one time every now and then mm-hmm. yeah cool i gotta try it out now on the new stuff i know i gotta see yeah. see what it's uh how it's shaping it up it's gonna iPad. be good yeah i should do that yeah, Paris that we had on the show tried it on an iPad. He said it's pretty good. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting to see that integrate into our daily gaming lives. Yeah, because it's a new, it's a new thing. We're not used to playing just streaming stuff off of our home Xboxes mm-hmm. to your phone on the while you're commuting into work. So good stuff. All right, don't Destin. you don't you drive to work? Well, I not, not me <laughs> specifically. We get some of us. On the bar, I'm just I'm just making sure. Yeah, I'm just checking. I'm, Two hands on the wheel. I want to make sure that you're not that. okay. All right. <laughs> uh, Miranda, you have that auto drive Tesla. So. Thank you. Yes, Miranda and Destin. Call of Duty: Modern Warfare getting its free to play battle royale mode, Warzone, and it's out today. It's yeah. out now. Rest will... in peace, blackout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before the before the show, uh, Stella was getting it downloaded. She hopped nice. in and like played one game. I got to watch, and she did the tutorial section. So it is working now. But I, I heard this morning it was pretty rough. Well, but they're stabilized. Par it's, for it's, the yeah, 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 yeah. So they've already stabilized, as far as I know, at the moment of this recording. So don't quote me on that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I know they're also doing um, a slower release as far as i think people who played modern warfare can get in first and then just mm. anyone who can 
wants to jump in can't yeah. after a few hours later. So mm-hmm. that kind of probably helps them stabilize their network a little yeah. bit. Hopefully. I want to hear. I want to hear what you guys think of this. Let me yes. tell you about it first. Warzone will officially include two modes: plunder and a 150-player battle royale mode, all set in one large map. In Warzone, 150 players will drop into. How do you say that? Verdansk. Verdansk. Is that the proper? I don't know. Make sure. Checking with my Call of Duty people. Verdansk. Verdansk. Where they can loot weapon and gear and fight to be the last team standing. The developers have added some new unique features. uh, Pardon me. New features unique to Warzone's Battle Royale, like cash, which can be collected in exchange for equipment, field upgrades, kill streaks, or revive tokens. That's what? unique to Warzone. I'm like, yeah, I've never seen that done never before. Counter-Strike. Yeah, or cash, but buying yeah. stuff between rounds. Yeah. Uh, there's also an element called contracts, which are optional mini-missions that squads can take on to earn rare loot, cash, XP, and weapon XP. Warzone Battle Royale also features multiple ways for players who are eliminated to return to the fight. I like mm-hmm. the sound of that. Once mm-hmm. eliminated players will be transported to the Gulag, where they can fight other eliminated players 1v1. for a chance to revive in a 1v1 winner-take-all gunfight. I love That's that awesome. so yeah. much. That, like that is really cool. That was the one feature I was like, okay, I kind of want to play now. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I'm going to play anyway, but that's the thing that was really exciting to me. So for you to get a victory, you have to be like the last two. You it's, kill each other. And then I wonder, do you go to the gulag? Or No, know. you wouldn't. At that yeah. point, it would be over. I think they would so, just yeah. like if your team's eliminated, you're out kind yeah. of thing. yeah. I mean, you could maybe get back in through Google Log, but I think mm-hmm. once it's the final stand, yeah, it's yeah. the game that never ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just goes this on one, and on. No. I think this one is supposed to be about like sustaining longer, though. But based on it's like you're gonna have like many missions in it. Like you're not gonna just get knocked out immediately. Like there's so many options yeah. here mm-hmm. to re-equip new items and like just kind of keep your team pushing forward rather than getting knocked out faster than a lot of battle royale. Are there different like focuses in a in a match like? You can, it, it reminds me of like MMOs, like, uh, Battlegrounds, right? Where, like, Alterac Valley and WoW, where yeah. you, you, it's a, it's a one team versus the other team sort of deathmatch or first to X amount of points. Um, but in there, you can, like, do little quests to help the war effort, you know? Mm. Uh, is, is it like that or is it, or is it really just, Sort of kill the enemy players. It's, it's been out yeah. for two hours, right? Yeah, so, so you're why yeah. don't you know everything yeah. about so, it? Yet. So give me yeah. the load. So, so what I would see this as is more about sustaining your team and like just optimizing for that. It's like how yeah. can we get better gear? How can we make sure our tamagunchis are fed? You know, that <laughs> those are still course, it's yes. very important to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a thing that you have to buy, which is like a little bit of bummer, but you know, um, it's just making sure that you guys can keep pushing forward together and like really working together cooperatively to yeah. make sure that you can just. Mm-hmm. take on any obstacle that comes across i I think going free to play was a no-brainer miranda how do you feel about it yes i mean (laughs) it's very silly to launch a battle royale and not have it be free to play um Mm -hmm. any sort of paywall you're already like cutting your player base so much more than you need to Uh, this this will now survive longer than the next seven months until black ops 5 comes out this fall which answers the question that we were all asking what happens to blackout right bye yeah, I mean, exactly. I'm like, sure well, that was the question. Numbers is numbers were Call of, down as soon as Modern Warfare came out. Yeah, well, Call of Duty is an annual release, so is is Blackout going to then just be upgraded with each new title, or are they going to? Well, now we know. I guess every Call of Duty moving forward it could potentially have a battle royale, a new battle royale component to it. Mm. I hope not. I mean, you could, but if I would, I don't know. The thing is, like with 
a lot of multiplayer games these days, you want to be able to live in there and like really refine your skills and yeah. stay there for a long time. And the problem with Call of Duty is we keep going back to as an annualized release. You can't really do that. Hmm. I think that's also something that makes your esports scene a lot less interesting. You can't just stay there and refine your skills in this one kind of game because every release means new mechanics, new yeah. even just the way the game plays. It could it's be World so War II different. guns versus modern guns. Yeah. Right. Okay. And just like time to kill is different. Just the way any sort of Weapon sway. Weapons, yeah. yeah, just like, like if you get into the granular details of how the weapons function, it gets so different. Um, so I think if they were to keep, I think what they want to do now, hopefully, is they just capitalize on Warzone. They really focus on that being their Battle Royale component and just like push that forward and maintain it and really keep it part of the Call of Duty brand instead of just trying to compete with that with a new game. And the, in a and, different way. Yeah, and if they keep marketing it, because yeah. right now it's really confusing. It's it like, okay, weird. so this one has a battle royale, but I have to get the base game. And da-da. No, mm-hmm. now it's just download Warzone. That's yes. your answer if you want to play the Call of Duty Battle Royale. And I think they'll see a big insurgence of new players because of that. They're competing with what? Fortnite and Apex, which is absolutely free. Those are their and, main and their main established player base in Blackout. Out there, oh, yeah, PUBG's been back up there recently. They've yeah. been doing a lot of cool stuff with new maps and things. Destin, you said you did get uh, you had a chance to watch. Did you watch a full match or just the tutorial bits that Stella was playing? I uh, she did tutorial. I saw her in the gulag once, get beat up. <laughs> yeah, she literally hopped in, and then like I saw in the gulag, and then I saw like more about the game and how it functions and everything. I'm curious. The reason I ask is because I'm. I'm wondering how long a 150 player match takes, especially yeah. if you're reintegrating. Yeah, yeah. That I mean that that could. Could be a while because what it's uh it's, it's like ninety nine in Apex three uh, <laughs> I don't know about 33, that <laughs> is it thirty three three person teams in Apex? Uh, Apex is about twenty minutes. Yeah, 15, 20 minutes. 15, 20. Long game. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I don't maybe think even these less. Will go on. Maybe that's even fast. less. That's that's if you have like a long game. I feel yeah. like. Um, really? No, for Apex? Apex runs quickly. They're fast. I remember. I mean, we did the preview coverage. I don't know how much the map has changed, but we oh, did the preview coverage. And that map was big. There, mm-hmm. There's another map now. Well, okay. No, I think they reduced the, the circle closing time maybe because just they, the they go by quick. Yeah. And like a 15, 20 minute match, that's like your first or second. Like if you go. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right. So yeah. part it's of a 30 me, minute match when you get caught out or, so, or a 30 yeah. second match when you're caught out. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. for this, if you really want to test how long it could go. I mean, obviously watching really capable streamers is one thing you can do, mm-hmm. but two, if you want to just like hide somewhere for a very long time, <laughs> just hunker down, see how long it goes, walk away, come back and yeah. still alive. Just PUBG that thing. That's yeah. what people do in that game, right? It's just hide uh, out. Sometimes. Uh, you got to gear up, but then yeah, you just kind of hunker can, down and can. you it's, try it's and hug the outside of the circle. You just, yeah. 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 <laughs> you, get, you, keep, you keep the circle touching your back the entire mm-hmm. time. It's kind of like, uh, a coward strategy but that's okay that's okay i mean sometimes you just want to learn stuff and like if Mm. you're just figuring it out playing a little bit safer is not necessarily bad yeah um but for endgame and PUBG, you have to do that to yeah well you have to like being strategic as far as like positioning stuff goes Mm. that's not a problem but if you're playing from the very beginning by just hiding (laughs) and just like i just don't want to die first well then you're not really learning the game because you're not really pushing yourself to try to engage in firefights and figure out how you can strategize in certain areas Mm -hmm. anyway absolutely Um, no 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 i have a guide soon so (laughs) yeah we have a guide right now I love I love how deep you go into. Well, it. I mean, just there's just so many ways yeah. to play first person shooters, and especially with Call of Duty with a quick time to kill, it's like a very interesting way to play it. Um, and I think if you're going to battle royales, you can just go 
find an area where you're comfortable with and keep engaging in firefights there. And I think that's like one of the better ways to learn something if you're not just watching a lot and, and really digging into every area that you can take advantage of and where loot drops. Um, just learning small chunks at a time and being active in those places will really help you gain an advantage. Anyway, I, we're not talking about strategy <laughs> for Battle Royale here. but D- Despite all my rage, I'm still <laughs> just a rat in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the battle royale experience right there. Really it was really good. I, I, of butthead. I, I like that a lot. Randa, one last question. Yeah, I think I know the answer. What's your favorite battle royale? Oh, you know, it's yeah. Apex. Yeah, okay. I love Apex yeah. so much. Mine um, was PUBG. Now it's Apex. Yeah, Apex. It just it just keeps getting better. Um, but that's not all for Warzone. Yeah, it's the second not just mode. the battle royale. Yes. Yeah, so there's also Plunder, which I don't know as much about because I was obviously very focused on just battle royale mode because that's what everyone's kind of flocking to. Um, it's a large-scale mode where teams race to collect as much cash as possible. They can do it by reading supply boxes, eliminating opponents, which is always you know a thing you want to do anyway, and completing contracts. America, or, the game. <laughs> or um, controlling easy. cash deposit locations. Um, so you have unlimited respawns with your loadouts, killstreaks, and more. So a little bit more of like a big team. Yeah. You just go on around the map. Yeah, I mean, as a new player, I would probably hop into this because of the unlimited respawns. Yeah, yeah that's like Could a good... A- good way to kind of acclimate yourself to that but get used to the the time to kill the wet how the weapons feel all that yeah. stuff that's a good place to do it yeah absolutely mm-hmm. so interested to see how this all plays out and yeah. i'd like to uh, hop in on paper this I sounds started, really good i started downloading it before this show nice. <laughs> at my desk yeah i'm gonna i want a, a book report from you next week you got it i want to see i lost <laughs> sneak peek everybody speak into the future yeah yeah i guess i am most curious to see how long these games take to finish with yeah. that many people yeah. that many teams mm-hmm. that many ways to sustain i i would have to guess it's rampant deaths for the oh, first like, death 10 is minutes. yeah i mean then, that's fun yeah. though like dropping in like the hot spot of the map and just like hope you all survive and, yeah or, it's just like the kills <laughs> side yeah. it's just like it's just piling up screaming. Sounds sounds pretty accurate. Bringing it back to Xbox, uh, I want. I wonder what this segue. I wonder what this means for uh, Halo. Well, in particular, because they, we're, they had previously said they're yeah. they're not doing a battle royale. I know. I know. So they're so, not even. They don't even want to go there. They're, they have their own idea of that's good. Halo, and I'm to. yeah, I'm totally for that. I, I don't need there to be 17 battle royales to pick from. Have you guys heard of Escape from Tarkov? Yes. Yes. Re- pretty fun game. If you've played it, it's like it's super so realistic. It's, it's super it's, dense. It's yeah. a lot of info to take in, but I don't think you need to make a battle royale to be successful yeah. or competitive in the market. And maybe Halo has something up their sleeves that we don't know about. Well, I, I'm, I'm less concerned about the battle royale aspect of it, but as we've seen now, they are taking these sort of battle royale-esque experiences. Mm-hmm. Um adding a little bit more structure to it and you know when you brought up big team battle it made me start thinking like halo has done unique multiplayer experiences warzone in the past Firefight. with yeah. warzone yeah. yeah um which you know the fact this is also called warzone made me think of it <laughs> um but i wonder if like maybe infinite is going to try to do like a warzone 2.0 thing or or i hope there might may very yeah. well be yeah, i would yeah. imagine they want to do some sort of bigger team thing like everyone wants to play with their friends mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean sometimes you just want to play on like a a grander scale with yeah. that halo feel particularly but, that that initial teaser of infinite we got of the warthog just cruising along that massive open ring i mean that cruising. that mm-hmm. would 
suggest that there are bigger bigger battlefields at play and bigger spaces to roam. So yeah, that yeah. would seem to lend itself well to something like that. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, finally this week, kudos to a listener named Mike Meehan. His gamertag is Aftermath6669. Just getting all the good numbers in there together in <laughs> one gamertag. Nice. Uh, <laughs> tweeted he tweeted at phil spencer saying hey phil can we get a feature to pick and choose what games get auto updated oh my god yes my internet service provider like many others has a data cap so the auto update is turned off now i have to wait two hours for one update no gaming tonight to which phil uh, replied to him on twitter and said this is a good feature idea I usually uninstall things I don't want updated and leave the game pinned if I want to come back to it, but I like being able to mark installed games that I don't want updated until I launch them. I'll forward this to the team. Thanks. So I agree with Mike. That's a great great feature idea, and thanks to Mike, we will probably be seeing that uh, worked into an an Xbox dashboard update. Sooner rather than later. Yeah, as these games are going to be 4K 60, games are getting bigger, like 100, 100 gig god. games. Oh my god, yeah. They really need to start thinking about this specifically. And I'm glad that Mike brought it up and Phil was responsive. Yeah, because even the updates, the updates are huge, too. Yeah, the yeah. updates are usually 5 gigs. So, yeah. Right. Or more. Uninstalling is something you can do, but that doesn't really but then you have feel, to reinstall it at yeah, some point if, if you yeah, want yeah. to play that again it's like well i'm not playing this right now but i know later this month i'm going to get back into it mm-hmm. for whatever reason and and just kind of juggling that's a little yeah maybe if you're uh, phil spencer and can afford unlimited <laughs> bandwidth to uninstall and reinstall your games every month <laughs> the internet probably the internet doesn't grow on trees <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got that fat microsoft internet pipe to uh <laughs> To, to tug on. It's just like a subway <laughs> tunnel, just full of yeah, wire. Full of bandwidth. Yeah. Just straight to, straight to the house. So, uh, Mike, good stuff from you. I love that. Glad <laughs> to see that. Uh, we'll roll out to the to the fleet, as it were, here yeah. in, the, in the coming weeks or months. Loot box time. Uh, just thanking Mike again by taking his loot box question. He asks, what are some features you want to see from the next Xbox OS as it continues to evolve into next gen? I think that's Mike just flexing. Like, hey, uh, did you check out the feature that I just got added for all you guys? <laughs> what do you want to see? No. I would uh, like to see uh, selective <laughs> auto-updates on the next OS. Mike? <laughs> uh, I'll go first while you guys con- contemplate this one. So I've got a cheat answer and then a, a non-cheat answer. The cheat would be, because he said, he said OS updates, and I'm, I have a little hardware thing I want, which is a, a microphone built into the Series X. I mean, it, it looks like a Google Home Assistant mm-hmm. already. So that I can, you can just do voice commands like, hey, Cortana. like Connect used to be able to do. So that because that's it's super useful to me for uh, when when me or someone in my family is is uh, just watching Netflix or doing mm-hmm. multimedia stuff. It's it would be nice because then they don't have to go get the controller, turn it on, yeah, hit the button, and they could just say, hey, you know, go to Netflix, pause next next video or whatever yeah so i'd love to see that but then my non-cheat actual os answer uh i would actually like to have a preference maybe this is in there already and i just haven't looked lately but to a toggle that says i don't want to play with anybody that's using that's in party chat because mm. i want to be able to communicate properly so mm. there could be like a os level thing that could designate that i'd be happy 
For me, um, they already do a pretty good job of their game capture tools and even their social media tools when you want to tweet or post on Facebook. I think a refining there. Right now, it's a little clunky with at least game clip editing. You have to open like Game Studio, I believe, and then you go in there and you edit it. It'd be great if it just popped up as a search level thing because most of the time, all you're doing is trimming, right? So just trim it. Post it on Twitter, and it should all be just integrated in a little bit less clunky manner. Like that. And that's that's about it. Good thought. Mm-hmm. BT? Clean. Uh, you passed. <laughs> I, I, yeah, my brain isn't working quite right today, and I, I, I have today? some ideas, but hey, I, uh, <laughs> wow. I have some ideas, but I'm sitting here thinking like every time I mention that I would love the Xbox to do something, the next three days are people on Twitter saying like, oh, actually does that. Yeah. You're, so I don't. Well, then maybe you wanna... say what you want. So then someone can tell you that they have it and yeah. then you can go yeah. do it. Every day is like Christmas. <laughs> All right. Miranda, you got anything over there? Yeah. So I would like better customization for the home screen. Mm. Obviously, we have background, like some like color changing stuff. But I'd like to see that go a little bit further as far as placement of games, and, like how mm. big certain things are so I can access stuff. Um, like like if I can just like somehow very efficiently separate my media from my game. So it's like, mm. oh, all my apps are like Netflix or for Twitch and like other stuff. Put it somewhere very efficient versus just my game stuff and like so I don't have to like mess with it all together. Yeah. Um, and then I also would like to have an easy way to clear all of my notifications for messages, uh, for friend requests, for um, achievement. I did just stuff. go in. At least part of that's in there. All, all of it at once. Yeah. Oh, all of Everything. it at once. Okay, like, yeah. I just don't want yep. to have to go through and like open a message or like go down to click all the buttons to get through it all and right. just delete it. That's it's just, a really it, good it point. can be a little annoying for me. I'm one of those people It's like for the few places where I can control how many notifications I have, I just want to just get it off. Um, and like just clear all the little dots. Like get out just of here. Just mark all as red. My my email will never be clear, yeah. but I can at least oh, take care of everything else. So that's kind <laughs> of just one. It's like this very simple nitpicky thing, but sometimes I just want it to all be um, just cleared out a little bit faster. I have 4,000 emails and I really need to figure out some sort of filtering tool because it's just wow. out of control. That's why it took me so long to respond to you about that thing the yeah, other you're, day. You are really bad about email now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It's like my emails went from like 100 a day, which is manageable, to 1,000 a day. You got promoted, just, I, Dustin. Yeah. You got promoted. You got a, Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> unsubscribe. Here's 10 things. times yeah, the email. I got a... I got a filter some stuff yeah. also sorry ryan it's okay. <laughs> yeah. i know i can go find you if i need you that's a nice point. yeah yeah just go over we're like one on desk shoulder. separated yeah. <laughs> i could even yell if i'm too lazy to get up yeah tested yeah respond to my email all right <laughs> uh all right if you have a loot box question send it in a question you want to post to the panel that's of course xbox related send it to unlocked at ign.com and now, real quick, before we get out of here, we will do Unlock Block Trivia, which comes to us this week from Ken McDowell. Uh, so this is, I was ready to, to just bypass this one and go, eh, we've, we've gotten this one before. Because a lot of people like to send me, I guess it must just, if you just type in Xbox Trivia into Google, this must come up. What was the last original Xbox game ever published, which was Madden 09, maybe, or 0, I don't know, one of the Maddens. But here, Ken tweaks it in a nice way that I think will test you guys well without being gross and unfair. What was the last non-sports original uh, game released for the original Xbox? The last. The last one. So you've got some end-of-the-generation games, or maybe even beyond the end of the generation. Ratatouille, obviously a movie license game. Capcom Classic Collection Volume 2. Thrillville. I don't know if you guys remember that one. That was, uh, <clears throat> I think LucasArts did that, if I remember correctly, and you built your own theme park. Uh, okay. 
I knew that name. And uh, Superman Returns, which was a notoriously bad tie-in to, which was, it was supposed to come out alongside the the, the movie, the Brandon Ruth movie, and the game ended up being delayed. The original Xbox version of it, specifically, the 360 version is just pretty mediocre. But the, boy, the the OG, I remember I was at OXM when, when, when when this came out. The OG Xbox version is like the textures are it's just horrible. I I mean obviously the team was they were they had a a, a tough task but wow the the original Xbox version of that game was bad. Are like, you cheating right now? Uh yeah, I was actually going <laughs> to Are you cheating right? I was gonna, are you Houston Astrosing this segment? Nice. I like that. I was going to Google Superman Returns because I'm like, I don't think I remember this game. Oh, you were going to look at the year it came out. Well, I was going to I was going to look at pictures of it to see if mm-hmm. I recognized it. And then I stopped because I forgot that we're in the middle of a competition. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so which I started shooting up the steroids, but then yeah. I, stopped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I only got the needle halfway yeah. in my butt. <laughs> right about you. You know what? I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this bit. So what do you guys think? The last non-sports game released for original Xbox. We know that Madden was was the last game, period. But non-sports, you know, those annualized sports releases kept going. Uh, I'll just go Destin's way All first. Right. I have no idea, <laughs> so I'm going with B, Capcom Classics, because I okay. like Capcom Classics. All right, fair enough. I'll go Brandon's way. Now. I also have no idea. I don't either. And I'm going to go. This was new to me. Yeah. I'm going to go with B, Capcom, go, oh, Capcom Classic Collection that, Volume Two, okay. because uh, that was right around the time Capcom released that amazing statement. That no, it was actually it was well before they released a statement but Capcom really leaned into remasters collections for the longest time so i feel like that was right around the same time mm. classic capcom classic capcom classics there you go miranda any thoughts i don't want to do the same one as everybody else cuz i yeah. think that's boring i also <laughs> obviously do not know what this is it's miranda a risk will, miranda it's a will risk. get it it is i don't Here's i don't think so if you go with b and we're all wrong nobody loses anything <laughs> Sure, but that's boring for the people listening. There's no stakes here. I don't want to just true. do that every week. Well, there's a cool trophy. No one's listening, let's be honest. I mean, no, no stakes for the people listening yeah, yeah. Who, who have stuck around this long. Let me pull up the scoring Drudge while you through it. give your answer. Um, yeah, where am I at? I think, Oof. are we all tied? We're not tied. No, I'm way behind Three, now. three, one, because this guy doesn't show okay, up to the show. That's anymore. true. Um, I oh will just yeah. guess D. I don't Superman. know how long ago that was okay. or when. Yeah, I, I admit I would not have gotten this either. I'd been throwing a dart at a dartboard. Borba, do you want to take a shot? Hey. You're you're did have you you haven't cheated or anything? You're just get you're going with a guess. Uh, John Borba off mic off camera. Oh my god! Thinks gosh. it's Ratatouille, and he is correct. Mm. Wow, it's Ratatouille. That was the yeah. first yeah. one I knocked out. Well done, I thought John. it was later. Guess what? He gets on the mm. board now, John. Me too. I felt like that was a newer movie. Point. Not, uh, not new. Gonna be, uh, we're going to be lose to John. No, we're not. No, we're not. Come in, dark. Uh, Ken McDowell, great job. And I could really use more good Xbox trivia questions in our inbox. So you can send those Thanks, to Ken. unlocked at IGN.com. Need a question for multiple choice answers, and please note the correct one in your email, and we'll keep playing. We'll see you uh, next week. We'll, we'll just keep keep the game right on rolling. That We're only in... Uh, early march so there's plenty of year left nobody's mathematically eliminated destin it's okay you only I got my point, point. You, you can get there you got plenty of time yeah what are right. there? there's 30 40 something shows left plenty we got we got plenty, plenty of, of shows left to go with comic book games i probably would have had a better show. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, that'll do it for the Palindrome episode here, 434 of Podcast Unlocked. You can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, yeah, if you want to hear more about the NFL 2K thing, I wrote that story on IGN today. And then not Xbox, sadly, but incredible game nevertheless. Our IGN first game for March is Half-Life Alex, And I put up my big, just all-encompassing but non-spoilery preview. You can read it on IGN. You can watch it on IGN or YouTube. Would highly encourage you to check it out. Destin. Yeah, just follow me on Twitter, at Destin Legary. I actually don't even tweet that much anymore. I'm so busy. Uh, yeah, just got to get back to Follow work. you on Twitter where you don't you, do anything. Hey, you know what? Actually, check out our new live news show. That's been a huge undertaking for a ton of people here at IGN. Uh, we've been working with a lot of people's schedule to get more people on the show so we have a better rotation. And it's been a lot of work for the producers, for the people involved. And uh, I'm just really happy with how it's come out this far. And we're continuing to, you know, uh, adjust it accordingly as we learn how we can sort of poke and prod and tweak it. So it's it's live, meaning anything can happen. It is live. We go over the biggest news of the day every day, 4 p.m. Pacific. Sounds good. That's uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. That's correct. Yeah. 6 p.m. Central. Where can you watch it? Where? Oh, where? YouTube.com slash IGN, Mixer.com slash IGN, and Twitch.tv slash IGN. Nicely done. Wow. Brandon? Hey, <laughs> I'm Brandon. You can find you can me. Pass on. out in about two minutes. Yes. Stay with me. It's just been a long weekend. You had no, a lot. It was a tough turnaround, dude. That 3 a.m. embargo like really screwed also me over. Time change, so you lost an hour. I know. That right? was wrecked me. Very inopportune I was so timing. Cranky and just I know. not me. It was bad. Yeah, I told Dan Stapleton last night I'm going to be in bed by midnight, and it was like 1:30, <laughs> and I was like, well, okay, with daylight savings, <laughs> technically I'm only a half hour late. <laughs> um, Hey, you can find me on Twitter at Brandon Tyrell. I just put up a little review for a little game called Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which I uh, really love. And I encourage everyone to check out that review. And if you like it, play it on Game Pass. It's day one. Exactly. You already have it if you have Game Pass, which you probably do if you're watching this. So have fun. Ori's great. Miranda, take us home. Oh, right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and pretty much everywhere else at Havoc Rose, and that's Havoc with a K. Uh, last week, I didn't get to talk about this, but I got to go play some more Bleeding Edge. They have a new character coming yes. after they launch later this month called Mecco. It's a dolphin in a, in a mech suit. It's very good. Uh, he's Mecco, a, like Echo the dolphin? Yeah, yeah, that exactly. has Mecco, to be a nod. God, that's good. Yeah. It's super good. Um, it's a super fun character to play, too. I think that game, that game's like really fun. Yeah. It's coming out later this month, so don't forget about it. Um, really interesting mechanics. He's a ranged tank, and he's just a little bit more complex. He's marked as an advanced character, and as someone who plays like a lot more of uh, skill-based things and like kind of hero stuff-based things. Mm dota um I, I had to do it anyway um it was something that i really wanted to jump into and try to experiment with how far you could push his like synergy with other heroes and how good he works as a tank in a very different kind of setting um so yeah that was a lot of fun so please check out my little rundown of mecco on ingn and i don't know i have a lot of other stuff coming up we'll see cool well i uh, hope you enjoyed this epi- episode of our non-scripted xbox talk show experience i see what you did there thanks yeah and uh we'll see you guys next week have you ever watched a futuristic sci-fi movie and wondered but wait could any of this really happen 
and will I live long enough to see it? That's what our show Hypothetical is about. I'm Carrie Bechet, and on this podcast, we ask what-if questions about the future. Like, what if we could read minds? What if the world's digital data was erased all at once? What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? Then we explore that question two ways, through speculative science fiction and through dialogue with brilliant scientists. The result is a genre-bending narrative that's interwoven with real facts provided by literal geniuses. And, spoiler alert, a lot of the science fiction out there, it's not nearly as far-fetched as you might think. Come time travel with me into the future on Hypothetical. New episodes on Tuesdays available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L.